Hey everyone, with the coronavirus craziness, we lost our studio at the campus, so we've kind of transitioned to doing YouTube videos. So I'm just going to upload the audio from now on for some of our YouTube videos, so if some, some of the things don't make sense, you can check out our original YouTube videos, which are the Manual Override YouTube channel. Anyway, enjoy. I want to talk about two things today. First, how Christians talk and say things, and subsequently how that then portrays God. And then second, I want to talk about hating God. And that's kind of the main thing I want to talk about. I realize that God isn't innately known in the world. He's separate from the world. We don't see him out the window. We don't interact with him. He's hidden. And it's interesting because as we look at the Bible, it's all about God revealing himself to his creation. That's what the whole Bible's about. First, it was the Jewish people who were to be priests and, and represent God to creation. Now it's the church doing that. But as representatives of God, I see that we, since I'm a Christian, do a terrible job representing him either as hypocrites, we don't do what we say, we don't practice what we preach, or we say true things, but completely disregard how those words fall on the ears of people listening. We're emotionally insensitive, we're mean, we're cruel, and, and some people theologically justify what they're doing with their you know, speaking the truth, you know, the world is opposed to God, so it will, you know, they're going to hate me like they hated Jesus, right? Well, yeah, but isn't it irresponsible, though, to not think about how your words, how you say things, affects other people? Let people reject you for what the truth is, but let them not reject you because of how you say something, because you're mean, because you're insensitive, because you didn't think about your words carefully and you spoke aggressively to someone. Because I really believe a lot of people are looking for the truth, but they're looking for genuine Christians, genuine representatives of God who believe the truth and seek to represent God well. But a lot of times people are so insecure in their beliefs. Like, I know what I believe. I believe it. I don't need to, to defend it in front of other people to validate what I believe. I believe it. And I have doubts, and I share that with people. It's not an identity crisis for me. I don't need to go and, and yell and argue with people because they don't agree with me. No, I know what I believe. And if there's, if there's not truth and there's errors in my thinking, let's talk about them. I still have faith, and I believe. Faith being trust. I trust God. That's what faith is. It's trusting God. And so I just see people who see arguing and defending their faith as a means of securing their own identity and so they end up being aggressive and hurtful to people and push people away from God. I would never want to be a barrier for someone to get through to get to the truth. The ultimate truth being that God loves you and that he reconciles you to himself through Jesus. That's the message of Christianity. That ultimate truth, I don't want to stand in the way of that with my attitude. and Not that there aren't important things to hold strong to and argue for, but there's a time and place for all of that. Because I was listening to something today and it just kind of reminded me of an, kind of an insensitive pastor. I always think about how his words might fall on the ears of a non-Christian or maybe someone who disagrees with some of his views. We can say things, we can hold fast to what we believe are true, but not be dogmatic or insensitive or mean about them. I, I realize that. That's important. And that's why I wanted to make this video. And so that's the two things that I see about how Christians say things. They can be insensitive and they can be hypocritical. There's a lot of other things, but that's just what I thought of just now and what i think people want and need is genuine genuine christians who aren't going to stand on a moral platform moral high ground and judge people speak down but rather sympathize because we're all in, we're all here in this together so to speak 
We all live in a broken world. We all wrestle with struggles and sufferings. I think a little bit of sympathy would help. And honestly, that is what brings people to knowing their God. When we stand by each other and those of us who know the truth, the truth about God, his love, his desire to know us and and how he's reconciled us to himself those of us that know that i believe people are brought into that know him through others who walk alongside that and share their own story because head knowledge and hitting people with facts doesn't really do anything a friend told me that real change happens when knowledge meets a personal story and i think that that's very true that our when our emotion intellects reach some sort of reconciliation the bridge from the head to the heart i think that's when real change starts to happen when real change begins and moving to the second thing i want to talk about hating god in my second year of going to a bible college i completely hated god in my second year the version of god the the narrative of who god was how he was his character how we as Christians saw him in this certain Christian subculture that I was in, the denomination that I went to school in, made me hate God. I loathed him. And looking back in retrospect, I understand why people hate God now. When you start to really wrestle with the deep pains and sufferings of the world, when you ask the question, how can God be all good and all powerful? Why hasn't he stopped evil yet? These kinds of questions. At a later date, I'd like to go into these more, another video, to really talk about them, maybe share more of my personal story. But what I wanted to bring up here is how I hated God because of who I thought he was. And who I thought he was was determined on who was teaching me about him. And what I realize is let's not hate God for who we think he is. Let's not hate God because of what people tell us about him. Let's not just believe who God is based on what other people tell us about him, but let's seek to know him ourselves. Let's really seek God. And that's what made what made me stop, what made me not hate God anymore, was when I went to the Old Testament and I started reading how David, King David, saw God, how he loved God. And it's interesting, there's a lot there because as he loved God more, his anger for evil actually grew. He he understood the suffering of God. And I think this is a huge topic that people don't talk about, how God suffers, how Jesus suffered. God suffered pain on the cross for us, how the you know God the Father is he's separated from the Son. There's a, a pain of losing your only son. I, I can't understand that. I don't have a child, but, but to think that losing a son is something that God felt... That's profound. We don't really talk about that as Christians, but that's the reality. That's what happened. And I think as we, I know, no, I know because this happened to me. As I explored the suffering of God, his pain, I, like Job, put my hand over my mouth and said, there are things too wonderful for me to know. There is there is so much here that to, to think that God suffers as a sign of love, to, to reconcile creation to him. It, it showed me God's love. It was a beautiful thing. And as I explored that, I understood things such as judgment, why why there is, is a reconciliation, why there is a need for judgment. When God looks at people hurting, He, it would be wrong to let evil go unhindered, yet he still offers the chance for everyone to be reconciled to him so that they don't have to stand in judgment. That's the beauty of God, that even though justly he, he needs to reconcile all 
this evil in the world, he says, believe in me and I, and you won't stand at that judgment. You'll stand righteous because I paid the penalty already. But you have to be, come to me and change your mind. That's what repent means. Change your mind about who you think I am and trust me. That's faith, trust. Maybe believe and repent. Those words get used too much. Believe, trust and change. That's what God wants from you. Humility is seeing yourself rightly before God. So the reason I made this video was two points. I want to talk about how Christians say things and hating God. A lot more could be said, but, but there were two reasons I wanted to bring this up. First, I wanted to encourage fellow Christians to be genuine, honest, and loving with people, everyone. And before even doing that, I believe that as we seek to know God more and we encounter more of who he is his love i believe those things happen automatically and for non-christians people who don't believe any of this i'd say don't be mad at god for how he's been misrepresented to you because as you seek and search out who god is you'll see his love for you and then you can make the choice do you want to start to trust him do you want to start to see who he is do you want to be reconciled to him you don't have to and that's what's interesting about death i always was confused, what, what is actual death? It's not cessation, it's separation from God. That's what death is. Death is, final death, is being completely separated from everything good. God being perfect order, perfect life. Sin being disorder and chaos and, and evil, right? God being the source of all that perfection, balance, and beauty. You're completely separated from him because you didn't want him. And right now in this middle ground where we see both chaos and the order, God yet being revealed on this earth we can make the choice do we want to know him and in my prayer and hope for everyone out there who doesn't know god take a leap of faith a leap of trust i'll say to add to this you can't trust someone you don't know i cannot i could not trust god when i didn't know him i didn't know he loved me i didn't i couldn't trust him how do i know you're gonna protect me how do i know you're gonna provide for me that's something we all have to do on our own that's that's a journey we all have to walk and I suggest you start that process. I did. It was painful for me. A lot of nights where I didn't, I was up late just thinking, you know, perplexed, confused. But what I know is the whole point of the Bible is to help us get to know who God is. It took me a long time to believe that the Bible is something I can trust. You know, who wrote it? Who cares? Why is it authoritative? And I realized it's God's word. You know, after I asked my own questions, and I should talk about that another time because that's crucially important. But I realized John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his son, that anyone who believes would have eternal life. That's truth. You know, that God loved the world, the whole world. Anyone can believe. And it's interesting, love. Don't don't gloss over that word love. He really does love. Even the brokenness, even this even this sinful world, he came to, to, to fix it because he cares about his creation. It's a beautiful verse. And then two other verses that I really like, first Timothy two four, which says, Speaking about Jesus, God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I think that's such a beautiful verse, talking about how he wants everybody to come to know him, know the truth. And the second verse I'd want to leave you with is 2 Peter 3, 9. It says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some understand slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And like I said, repentance is change. You're reviewing yourself, you're looking at yourself, and you're, you're changing. So I don't know. This video was kind of all over the place. That's how I tend to be, and it's typically hard to follow. But I'm working on making better videos that are more coherent and interesting. So I hope this helped. God bless, and bye-bye.